Okay, I'd like to talk about dwelling today, uh, fairly briefly, um, and the idea that we have a new dwelling. We used to dwell on Oakland Road, and now we're dwelling here in the park. And to explore what the Bible says about dwelling, and kind of just get our heads around what it means when we uh, come regularly to a place, and that place becomes uh, part of our rhythm of life and worship. The other thing that is an aspect of all of that is the idea of dwelling as presence, but there's also the idea of dwelling as meditation, so that we meditate on who God is, so that we might fully understand that. And somebody has summarised it in this way. They've talked about how we stand in his presence and then we carry his presence and then we declare his presence. So there's a sense in which in this new place um, we are uh, carrying his presence uh, and declaring his presence but one of the main things we're doing is standing in his presence uh, when we are here. And at the start of that, we have to dwell on God. Let's just think about that for a moment. Before we go out and be the people that God has asked us to be, we kind of need to know who he is and why he wants us to do these things and what is the gift that he has given us. Deuteronomy 12 verse 5, it says, You are to seek the place the Lord your God will choose from among all your tribes to put his name there for his dwelling, and to that place you must go. You have to seek the place the Lord will choose from among your tribes to put his name there for his dwelling, and to that place you must go. Well, back in the time when this was written, it was a specific place, and it ended up being Jerusalem. And they would travel to Jerusalem uh, to commune uh, with God, um, and to uh, hear uh, and celebrate their main festivals and all of those kind of things. In our day, we are much more dispersed. And in, even in Jesus' day, they were beginning to worship God in a much more local way in the synagogues. And so, all over the town here, we have places where God is honoured. Um, and I believe that when we honour God somewhere, here, he makes himself present to us, but he also begins to influence the place where we are because of our uh, presence. Because of the covenants that we make with him, the promises uh, that we make to him, the <coughs> gifts that he gives us, uh, his name is put on uh, a place. So we have sung some things today where we've said, Lord, may your name be upon this place. May your character be displayed. May your living word go out through us, through our words, through our behaviour, through everything. And so we believe that God is putting his name on Gilridge Park in a new uh, and fresh way uh, as part of our witness in this locality. In Deuteronomy 14, verse 28 and 29, uh, it says, um, he's calling them to have a feast every three years and to invite the foreigners, the fatherless, and the widows. And he says, do this because the Lord your God 
can bless you in all the work of your hands if you will honour those people. So one of our key values uh, at Mosaic is to honour those who might otherwise not be honoured. I was speaking to somebody the other day who has, has many challenges in his life and he said to me, the thing is you and some others have never treated me like a freak. And this is a massive deal to this guy that he has been taken as he is and treated with uh, dignity and respect. And so here in this passage, it's kind of saying where the presence of God is, where his people meet together, where they are living as an example, the foreigners, the fatherless and the widows will be looked after. So part of the ethos of who we are is uh, to bless those who others might reject. And Jesus lived this out very clearly in his life and ministry. And then moving slightly towards the, not so much physical dwelling in a place, but more dwelling on, Philippians 4 verse 8 and 9 says, Whatever is true, whatever is honourable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence and anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. The things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. So God gives us a gift and says, this is who I am. Um, now, uh, I'd like to encourage you to practice these things, practice this goodness uh, amongst people. And part of our bringing of the presence of God so that he might dwell in a place is to practice the things that we have dwelt on. Uh, the pure, the good, the holy, the right, the things that are of good repute, the things that are lovely, all of those things. So, summarise. We seek God, and we're going to seek God in this place. We will be a people who bring a welcome uh, to many uh, people. And when we dwell on these things, it works its way out of us in our practices. So there's this thing about dwelling on God. Now, let's just briefly consider dwelling in God. Colossians 3 verse 16 says that, Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Let the message of Christ dwell among you. Let the word of God dwell among you. And even in the mundane things, it would seem, when we sing or when we pray, we're letting the Word of God and the message of Christ dwell among us. It's becoming part of who we are. Psalm 85, verse 89 says, I will listen to what God the Lord says. He promises peace to his people, his faithful servants. Let them not turn to folly. Surely his salvation is near to those who fear him, that his glory may dwell in our land. And uh, we hear the word glory in church a lot. To God be the glory, great things he has done, so lovely the world that he gave us his son. But what, we do, what, what does glory actually mean? I mean, you know, half the time I've sung it and I haven't got a clue what it means. And so I looked it up the other day and it says um, that it's tied in to uh, the declaration of his character. And that when we declare and live out his character, that character begins to be manifested in the environment in which we live. Others begin to catch it. 
one of the phrases I've heard is contagious holiness. Um, and that we worry that the world is going to uh, do stuff to us, but quite a lot of the time God, through his Holy Spirit, is doing stuff to the world uh, because of us. He's using us to bring his goodness to people. So we want his glory to dwell in our land. And John 15, verse 4 to 6, uh, tells us how we live in Christ. And it uses the metaphor of a vine and how the outer extent of the vine gets its health from the core part of the vine, which has got its roots down into the earth. And so part of being in God, in Jesus, in Christ, is to be connected to the vine. And our fellowship together uh, is part of being connected to the vine. Our midweek gathering is part of being connected to the vine. Having coffee with each other in Cafe Nero is part of being connected in the vine. Um, meeting people uh, in need or in joy, whatever the situation, is part of being in uh, the vine. So, finally, we're called to dwell here for his name's sake. I've got a beautiful slide um, here, which is this child uh, with a paintbrush appearing to repaint creation. And all around the edges, it's all black and dark and rubbish tips and everything. And he's painting this beautiful picture of uh, lush land bringing forth the harvest. And it's that sense in which, wherever we are in the town, whether we're in Langley, Hampton Park, Old Town, uh, Rod Mill, you know, wherever it is, God has uh, an opportunity for us to help recreate uh, goodness in that place. When we think about history, we are on an arc from the Garden of Eden, where it all went a bit pear-shaped, uh, back to the Garden of Eden when we spend eternity with God. And on the way, things will start to get better because of Christ, because he went to the cross, because he uh, died and rose again, because he's seeking to reconcile all things to himself through us and through uh, Christ, then we can be part of that process of the restoration of all creation. In uh, Exodus 25, uh, God said, let them make a sanctuary for me and I will dwell amongst them. And the old technical term for the sanctuary was tabernacle. And um, so we are tabernacling wherever we go. The thing about this building is it's not an established church building. It doesn't have stained glass windows. It's almost like a temporary tent for us. Uh, and, and so we're tabernacling uh, in this building um, and we'll be tabernacling out into the coffee shop and all around uh, the park there uh, as some of the things we want to do emerge. Jesus came and tabernacled with us. The word became flesh and made his dwelling amongst us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. And as those things begin to unfold, we begin to see change. Uh, in the scripture, it promises us uh, at one point, the wolf will live with the lamb and the leopard will lie down with the goat and the calf and the lion and the yearling together. There's this feeling that as God's kingdom becomes introduced, some of the norms that people expect begin to be driven back or driven away. In Psalm uh, 36, verse 3 to 4, it says, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pastures. So we've come here to dwell 
uh, in this part of Old Town, in this part of Eastbourne, and to do good um, and enjoy uh, safe pasture, uh, enjoy this wonderful swathe of uh, greenery and trees, flowers, all the good things that God has given us. <coughs> and then finally, literally finally, Psalm 36, verse 3 to 4, um, sorry, no, uh, Ephesians, uh, I can't, I haven't written the reference down here properly, anyway, this, this verse is in Ephesians. In him the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple to the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. So as we've thought about dwelling this morning, there's this idea that we're physically dwelling in the land, we're dwelling with God, uh, we're dwelling on God, and that uh, we are, in, in word picture terms, we're like a, a building that God is erecting to his glory. So there's many ways to look at this word dwell, but they all talk about uh, living on the earth to God's glory by the power of his spirit because of Jesus and in exhibition of the character of God. So as we undertake this new adventure, let us be thinking about what it means for just for the two, two and a half hours we're gonna be here every Sunday to dwell here. Um, and uh, what we will be bringing, because we have at other times dwelt with God as we've read the scripture, as we've prayed together, and all of those things. Can somebody tell me what the time is? 20. 20. 20. 20. Okay. Well, you've just seen a miracle there. I've preached a 20 minute sermon. Who knew? <laughs> Who knew that was even possible? <laughs> okay. Um, I'd just like a few of us to uh, pray out, uh, not long extended, going back to the year that King Uzziah died, prayers, um, because we need to clear the room <laughs> in about five minutes. But um, just asking the Lord to be with us on this new adventure uh, that we're undertaking here. Uh, there are several people who are not here, so my Sundays will be a bit fuller. Um, let's pray that soon these 24 chairs won't be enough. and. Um, yes. we will have others who will be with us let's pray together shall we just pray out as you feel ready Father God we do thank you for this place we thank you for the way you we believe you led us and guided us uh, to find it and that we are part, can be part of this community here we give you thanks Lord but we also call upon you and ask you to um, as we've heard, to dwell amongst us and to dwell in us and in that dwelling in us that you will overflow out from us mm. and that people will catch something of who you are and that we will in our daily lives exhibit uh, the goodness of God and that we will see this place build. Father God, we, we, we thank you for giving it to us. We thank you for we have expansion, place to grow, and we um, we look to we look forward to what you're going to do, God. We believe it's your will to build your kingdom in this place, and so we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord Jesus, you gave us two, just two commandments. One is to love the Lord our God with all our hearts, all our minds, all our strength, all our everything, and the other is to love everybody as ourselves. 
And Father, uh, what Rita said early, earlier really touched me, that you led the Israelites to different places, um, you looked after them, you met their needs, wherever they, wherever they were, um, you were there for them, but they turned away and were distracted and um, they've, they've sought foreign gods. And, and as Rita was right to say about um, uh, the, the blessing on us is that you are there. But we can miss out on that blessing if we have any idolatry in our hearts and i believe the lord would say to each one of us it's me you need at the heart of everything you do because what we can achieve in this new new place depends on our walk with jesus so father god would you help each one of us to be less idolatrous of ourselves and more like you jesus would we be outward thinking not focused on ourselves would we be outward loving and not full of self-love so father god um, protect us as we as we as we come closer to you help us to, to do that in jesus name would you build our faith strengthen our faith faith and enable us to to this for this to be a real fresh start for every single one of us in this room uh, with new vision uh, would you would you give us new vision give us humility and um, a, a sense of your directing, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Father, we thank you for the, um, the saints in the past who um, went to countries they'd never heard of. They went into dangerous situations so that they could bring the gospel to people like us. Lord, I thank you for all those who um, stepped out and sailed in small ships mm -hmm. around this misty covered island and brought the gospel to Britain. Mm. And Lord, we've stepped into our small ship and we've gone not very far, but Father, we ask that you might establish um, a community of faith in this place with the same spirit um, of the those monks and people of old who stepped out and um, not knowing where they were gonna go. And Lord, we didn't know where we were gonna go. Mm. And here we are. Um, and so, Father, yeah, uh, we ask that you will bless us in this place mm -hmm. and we might um, help us to stir up within us and by the power of the Holy Spirit, that spirit mm -hmm. of endeavour and of courage mm -hmm. and of establishing the kingdom of God in this place. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Lord. Thank you for this new venture. Lord, you say, as Dave was saying about the presence, that your presence dwell here throughout the week and ongoing Lord that you are present in this building when you say let the little children come to me and do not hinder them the kingdom of heaven belongs to, to such as these and there will be children in this building Lord and there are children outside but your presence will be emanating here throughout the week and the months and years to come and that they will be get a sense of who you are and that your presence ever present. Amen. Amen. Lord, be with us as we go out from here this week. Bless us wherever we are. Be with us in every detail. Lord, we ask these things in your name. Amen. Amen. Amen.